the womb health in general just comes down to diet, exercise, awareness, and there's so many natural remedies that can help women move out of pain and literally get into pleasure. What's up, babe? Welcome to Boldly Courageous, a podcast created for you, the ambitious woman who is ready to take action and step fully into the life you've always dreamed of. I'm your host, Melissa Martin, and each week I will be your virtual wingwoman as you gain the tools and confidence to face your fears head on. The time is now, and this is your permission slip to live your boldly courageous life. Are you ready, babe? Let's do this. Welcome back to the Boldly Courageous podcast. And today I'm so honored to have a friend, a women's health advocate and women's health expert, Jasmine Acevedo with us today. Jasmine and I met through network marketing, I want to say, or social media. Honestly, I can't remember. I just feel like I've known her my entire life. She's one of those people where, I don't know if you guys have ever had this experience where your soul just recognizes another person and you just instantly drop in. And Jasmine is someone who is literally on the path to helping women awaken to the truth of who they are through connecting with their womb. She is a womb wellness expert. And in this podcast episode, we dive into exactly what that means and the power of that every woman has to really connect to your womb and ways that you can actually build that connection. And we talk about how important this is as women to educate ourselves now so that we can pass this gift on to our children, men and women alike. I mean, literally everything in our life is cyclical. And when we can start tapping into the um, cycles of our body, everything changes. And Jasmine talks about how meditation guided her to her ultimate purpose, which is to walk away from a six-figure career in the health industry and open a brick and mortar wellness business in the middle of a pandemic. And even though it didn't make any sense at all, she knew that this was the path that she needed to take and she'd been tapped by God to do so. And a tragedy that her sister experienced taught her how to really master her boundaries, master her energy so that she can show up as the best version of her. So she shares the tools and the tricks to master your own energy and how to really embody what the future version of yourself would do. And in this episode, Jasmine shares uh, a couple of programs that she has to offer. So you're going to want to stay tuned to the end. We're doing a very special sponsorship for two women of color to connect with Jasmine in a really, really intimate way. Jasmine Azevedo is a nursepreneur and a women's health coach. She guides women through their natural wellness journey from preconception to postpartum using a mind-body-spirit approach. Jasmine has also has a healing and wellness company called 425 Wellness, and her mission is to provide inclusivity in wellness and help heal through self-empowerment, lifestyle medicine, and soulful experiences. 425 Wellness delivers IV hydration and vitamin injections to you in the comfort of your home, office, or at your next event. They also collaborate with other health and wellness experts to curate healing experiences within the community. This is a very powerful, deep episode that you're going to want to come back to time and time again. Let's dive into my conversation with Jasmine. Jasmine, I am so like, I don't even know what the words are. Excited, like 
honored that you're here. Like this conversation has been a long time coming and it's been in the works for a long time. Just getting you just watching you evolve to this point in your business. And what I love about you so much is you're so willing to do the scary stuff, even when it might not make sense to anybody else. Like, I mean, I can't wait. Thank you. you know, this <laughs> I just want to acknowledge you for your bravery and your willingness to shine your light because the world needs it. So thank, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Mm. Okay. So what is one boldly courageous thing you've done recently? Uh, recently, I have signed a lease on a brick and mortar business to start a wellness center focused on healing and recovery and walked away from my nursing position at a hospital with a six figure income. So yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited about this. Okay, so this is a big deal. Like we're in the middle of a, of a pandemic, right? Or pandemic, whatever you subscribe to. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> and you are a single mama. You live in, you know, Rhode Island. And mm -hmm. this has been a dream of yours to open this, this wellness space for a long time. So why now in the middle of a pandemic, when you, you work in the healthcare industry, you're a single mom, why, why now? Honestly, God, God told me, God led me here and I, I can't explain it. So much led me to this space and it wasn't how I wanted it at first or what it looked like in my head. And you know, that I just had to put my faith in something and that's why we're here. And I feel like now more than ever, people need that connection, even though we're restricted, there's always a way. And everything's virtual and that's okay but we we do need that connection we do need to see each other and experience each other's energy so that's why now mm, i love this so much and it's like you've been tapped with a vision and once you get tapped with a vision it keeps coming forward right and i know that yeah. this isn't new like we've known each other for a while now and this is a vision that you've had for a long time so how does that show up for you like how do you get these taps and how do you know that it's actually like for you and not like a crazy idea um, honestly, I can't get it out of my head and I'm, I am stubborn. So when I want something, I get it. And if someone tells me I can't get it, I want it even more. And so that's why sometimes it doesn't look how it looks because I was, you know, focusing on just getting it. And before this, when I first met you, I was on my way to move to California, make everything happen. And Melissa was my business coach, my first business coach and my first time that I invested in myself and was challenged by my thought process. And that has opened up so many opportunities within myself. So that is um, how I got here to this place. Mm, and it's been so incredible to watch you, like I said in, in the beginning, just like honor that calling and make decisions even when it wasn't easy. And it was actually a family emergency that brought you back to the East Coast, right? And you, we talked a lot, we talk a lot about energy, like you're just such an intuitive person, you're such a spiritual person and coming from like the healthcare field to now like I would call it preventative spirituality, like preventative medicine. How did you navigate, uh, like, how do you navigate from one energetic to another? Because I know the, the work environment in the medical field, especially right now, is heavy, right? And you're such a light worker. I'm sure there's a lot of other people out there that would identify as empathic 
or emotionally sensitive, and yet they want to be a caretaker. So how do you balance the energy between wanting to be of service and care for others, like in the healthcare field, your family, your son, and then, but yet protect your own energy so that you don't literally like go through a mental breakdown? So that's been really hard. And I guess leading back to um, what happened with my family emergency, I'll touch a little bit about that. Um, when I was in California and I wanted to open the wellness center, I started meditating to master my energy and kind of just sit in a quiet space, listen to my thoughts. And I didn't really know what I was getting into. I had my stones and what spoke to me, but I, that was just like the surface of it. And I asked for a really bold prayer and a really bold uh, message. And it was scary. I asked God to use me in the best way that he knew how. And I asked him that for three days in a row. And the third day, that's when my sister was pregnant at seven months. She had a stroke. We had to leave everything in California, come to Rhode Island and just take care of her. And that's when I learned how to master my energy and how I learned my boundaries and how to protect myself. Because at that point I was, yes, I was a nurse and a healthcare worker and it was you know, going against things that the company I worked for had said, but I was also a daughter, a sister, and a mother as well. So I had to, to learn how to navigate through those worlds by using my spirit and letting my spirit guide me, but also using the knowledge that I learned in the healthcare field. And then some way I got the strength to um, set my boundaries with, with my own coworkers. And that was very scary. And now I understand that the more attention that you, you take on that patient or that family member, that's what you're gonna get back. So if you're leaving the trust in the healthcare field, that might not work in your best interest. And that actually empowers your, your coworkers or their healthcare members to look into themselves and see what they're doing wrong. And a lot of times when we do work in, in healthcare, we think that, that we're godly and that we have all the answers and that we're doing everything we can. And our patients and our patients' families challenge our, the way that we think and the way that we serve others. And we always have to remember that we're here to serve other people. And that's how I kind of started navigating through my energy and realizing I always used to say, oh, I'm an empath. I feel everyone's energy. So that makes me anxious. It's actually a gift. And I think everyone has it and we can all tap into it. And you do need to learn how to master your energy. That's not a good excuse for feeling a, a certain way. So when you have that gift, you have to learn how to protect it because if you can't honor that gift, then you can't help anyone else. So that's what I, I throw out all of this. You are speaking my language. Yes, we must be able to master our own energy before we can help anyone else master their own. So, so you said that meditation was the place that you started. So what are some other things that you do now? Like in it, do you have a daily practice to master your energy? Because there's so many moving parts in your life, right? So what are some of the tools or the techniques that you use right now to master your energy? Well, one thing that sets my game up so much was you, I think, I don't know when in our last meeting you had said, what does a woman that you want to look like, look like? How do you show up as her? What do you, what systems do you have in place to get this woman to, to come to life? And so I envision that I'm really good on seeing a vision and going with it. And when I saw that, I'm like, okay, the woman that I, I want 
She gets up at 6 a.m. She does fasted cardio. She understands that movement, mind, body, spirit. If that's what I'm about, I have to preach that. And I was having a hard time selling my programs because I felt in my own heart, I wasn't doing my mind, body, spirit how I wanted to. And when I started putting my body in motion and going to the gym and, and really challenging myself and being around that environment that I really craved and showing up as that woman, that's when things started changing around me. So that, that mm. was jerk. And then another one is going back to doing a lot of shadow work and looking at what my inner child needs, what happened in my childhood, why I act like this in relationships. And, you know, during this pandemic, I, I didn't, I don't want to say I lost a relationship, but how, how that relationship was going is it ended. So we had to create something else. And that challenged my point of view, realizing I wasn't always right or why I acted like this or why, um, not realizing I had abandonment issues and losing all this or seeing my child, you know, have parents that were in different households that reminded me of what happened as a child for me. So I was experiencing it all over again. So I had to learn how to, how to master that reading. Um, there's a great book called power versus force and you should read it. It's amazing. Um, it, I'm not done with it yet. I'm like halfway, but each, each night when my baby goes to bed, I read a chapter and it talks, it puts a lot of things into perspective that um, we're not there yet. So a lot of things in the world is, again, everything is energy. So when we are in the energy of love, that's like at 700 Hertz, or when we're in the energy of fear or shame, that's below 200. So as a collective, at the time that the book was reading, we were vibrating at an energy of a little over 200, which is not enough to break down certain systems. So even, you know, with everything that's going on um, with minorities and, and black people, our system was built on force, not power. So eventually it's going to fall. But we as a collective weren't there with the energy. So that's why we couldn't break it. And understanding that was very powerful to me because I understood that some higher energy fields are like love, which is unconditional, peace, joy, all of those things. Like you're not always in that energy, but the more you experience those things, the more that is that you're able to elevate in your life. So I, I charge it that. Mm, mic drop. <laughs> mic drop. You're speaking my language right now. So, um, man, literally, like, it's like we're living parallel lives. And I feel like when you're soul connected with people, right, you live, you live like a parallel life. That's just how it goes. So this whole idea of like this love vibration, right, it's coming forward for me so much right now because I'm like, you know, hashtag single, right? And I know you are, or I, I assume you are, but like, this idea of love, of being in love, right? We all want to be in love, but what does that really even mean? And I'm receiving it in a completely different way. Like we all want to be abundant. We all want to be like love and we all want to be abundant, but it's to me, the way I receive it is I want to be in the vibration of love. I want to be in the vibration of abundance, right? And when we are in the vibration of love, we are in we're in love, right? So how can I be more in love and like uh, sourcing that love from myself so that when I am an energetic match for my partner and he's doing his work and he's also in the vibration of love and I'm in the vibration of love that when we come together, we are in 
the vibration of love yes. together, right? Like that's yes. what it's about. And it's a collective, it's a collective, right? And I think that's why like, you ever have those experiences where you meet someone and you feel like you've known them your whole life. Like your soul recognizes them. Yeah. I believe, and I know we, we could go down a rabbit hole in this. Like there's a karmic recognition, right? But I also think it's a vibrational thing. Like if you're vibrating at love and I'm vibrating at love, we're like, Hey, it is. What's up? <laughs> I know you. <laughs> and that's powerful. So, so I can see why as a mom, as a human, period. But, you know, as a, as a mother, as a caretaker, as a business owner, as someone who's creating content, like the vibration of how you show up is so, so important. Mm -hmm. It's like everything. Yeah. So speaking of love and vibrations, I want to dive into womb health because this is something that you are a major advocate for. You're a professional in this area of like really helping women, I would say connect with their power, which is in the womb, right? I was in Sedona recently and I did a womb healing and I'll tell you, I said yes before I knew what it was. And then I was like, am I going to be like looking at my hoo-ha with a mirror <laughs> and like, what, what did I sign up for? But it wasn't anything like that. But can you talk a little bit more, like, let's dive into what, like, how do you define womb wellness and what, what does that even mean for women? Yeah. So for me, I think womb wellness goes back, back to that mind, body, spirit healing. And at, when I became a mother, I recognized the power of my womb and how important it is to be in tune with yourself. And it is the sixth vital sign. So when, when women are out of alignment, your body is telling you and the way that your body tells you is through hormones. So if you are closely paying attention to what you're putting into your body, you'll learn to understand that. And I know a lot of women, me included, had issues with periods or it being irregular and thinking that it was regular and you go to the doctor, they put you on birth control and kind of that's it and you get the 15 minutes and that's not it. So I started reading a book called The Sacred Woman and it's not a book, it's by Queen Afua. It's not a book that you read front to back, it's you kind of look in it and then you um, go back to it and because there's so many practices and it, it goes back to you finding yourself and it, it incorporates everything, all the lifestyle modifications. And I realized when um, I was in midwifery school, almost done, and then I had my baby, I was in the labor room and I realized I don't want to do this. And the reason was because the hospital, the system, it wasn't built to um, embrace and protect women. Even though I had three midwives, they, at the end of the day, did whatever the hospital policy was. So I ended up having a C-section. I was very disappointed. And that's when I started my healing journey and became aware of myself and started this womb wellness. I started selling yoni steams, which are um, like herbal um, remedies that women have used anciently to uh, balance their hormones, get in tune with themselves, and just it's just amazing. So when I started selling those, I got really involved into what it is to, to be a woman and to tap into that energy. And I realized that if you want to change the world, you have to change yourself. And how do you start that? You have to teach the mother how to heal herself so that when she gives birth to the child, she can give birth to a healed generation. And that was major for me because I'm like, oh, that's why I wanted to be a midwife. It wasn't about actually delivering the baby. It's, it's about that huge message that needs to be taught. 
So that's where it gets like every, everyone's womb healing looks different, but we have to understand how our body works from a scientific point of view to a spiritual point of view to really be in tune and learn how to follow ourselves. So when you start learning when you're fertile, when you're not, why you're moody, all of those things, you can put everything else around you into perspective. So that's what wellness is about. So intuitive, it's so intuitive, but we forget, right? When I was doing my womb healing, one of the things that she, the woman that I did it with was talking about was like the red tent right? Which is like, like literally every aspect of human life back in the old days, I'm using air quotes, was mm -hmm. built around cycles and women are cyclical, right? There's four, mm -hmm. four phases, three phases, four phases. Mm -hmm. um, you could tell me better than I, I know, but um, <laughs> you know, I'm starting to see this uh, evolve a lot more in the community that I'm in, women that are honoring their cycles and they're eating at specific or specific types of foods. They're doing specific types of things in their business around their cycles. Like they're not doing a lot of work. Yeah. And, and what's really amazing is to see their, their partners get involved in the conversation. I feel like it's such a taboo thing. Like women have so much shame around their cycles and, you know, men don't understand they don't understand because it's not talked about, right? It's this like mm -hmm. shameful thing. But I think when you can actually start to have those conversations from a place of love and compassion and support, I could imagine that your household will run so much more smoothly yes. when everyone understands what phase you're in and why you're acting like a crazy person. And that, that kind of reminds me about tapping into your masculine energy and your feminine energy. And a lot of times, because that's so shamed, we suppress that feminine energy that is all about creativity and love and connection. And so when we can learn to honor those things, our partners can too, and they can be more understanding and tap more into their feminine energy as well. Mm, it's all about being open to receive, right? That's the ultimate feminine is just, I receive this. Yes, you can rub my feet and cook me dinner. I receive that. <laughs> so let's dive into this a little bit more. Like what would be some ways in which women could bring more awareness to the connection that they have with their womb space and the health of their overall womb? I think um, some ways are, this is a touchy subject, but let's go birth there, girl. control. Yeah. If you don't need birth control, don't use it. If you're having issues with your period, um, maybe try alternative methods first. Like if you're having pain, there's, you should try steaming maybe. And I know a lot of women, especially women of color, have fibroids and they have been cured or treated by steaming and by paying attention to what they're eating and putting into their body. So a lot of the stuff going back to eating, a lot of the stuff is what we put into ourselves. So I, I'm not against birth control. I think it's needed, but I want you to understand, you know, the, the risk and the benefits of it and um, learn the fertility awareness method, which is 98% effective if done correctly, but they don't teach us that. So it's important to get back to it because I know a lot of women have issues when they do get on these chemicals, balancing their hormones, they start acting crazy, don't know what's going on and not really making decisions based on their intuition, but on some chemical imbalance that they're put on to cure their chemical imbalance. I love that. Yeah. And I think that we're in a uh, fix it now society mm -hmm. where we're really like in our heads and disconnected from our bodies, right? Like we're programmed not to trust ourselves. We're really programmed to put our trust into everything outside of us. Right. 
So it sounds to me like a lot of the struggles that women face with cycles and hormones and um, the womb health in general just comes down to diet, exercise, awareness, and there's so many natural remedies that can help women move out of pain and literally get into pleasure. Exactly. And, you know, it's not, it's not something that it's going to be cured. Like you said, it's not a fix it thing. It's something that you have to work on over time and you won't see the results right away. And I know some people get frustrated on that and they don't want to take the time to, to learn themselves. So you're in this vicious cycle all the time. Mm. So I think it's important to know that we have to slow down sometimes and, and reevaluate what's more important to you. And I, I love what you said earlier about like, as women, you know, that birth babies and bring children into the world, especially mothers of, of girls Mm -hmm. to be able to have these types of conversations with their daughters. I mean, I got my period when I was 11. I didn't know anything about it. Right. Like I didn't know. I, I, I mean, I took, uh, we had like a video and like, I think I was in fifth grade that I had to watch and it was like, you know, really weird. Um, (laughs) Oh, I remember that. You know, like the weird video where you're like, body hair is going to start growing. And we're like, what? Like, like, yeah, everyone's like, trying not to laugh. Um, And then there was a couple of people who were like, this is like important. Be quiet. Um, Yeah, I remember that. But I, I feel like if, you know, if, um, and this is no discredit to my mom, just, just in general, but had my mother been tapped in, right, mm-hmm. to her own womb health and these different methodologies and education around, like, timing your cycles and how to not get pregnant and, you know, acne and all of those things, then the conversation with a young girl when she's experiencing all that and her body is changing isn't left up to the doctor who's going to prescribe birth control right? Exactly. It's, it comes from this like mothering energy. The other thing that was really beautiful about my womb healing was she, this woman that I was with told a story about when her daughter got her period, this woman called in all of her, her girlfriends and they did a goddess circle for her. And they like all sat around and told stories uh, and they like laughed about how like one boob was bigger than the other. And like this one's body part looks this way. And like, periods and just all the things and normalize it but it was like this like goddess circle of women the elders right that came in to nurture this young woman that was like going through her rite of passage and so beautiful and I think you know the that's why it's so important that you know us as women now do the work to heal like you were saying so that's that's beautiful that you shared that so Because I think it would save us a lot of frustration, for sure. Yes. When I got my period, I told my mom, don't tell anyone. I hear her on the phone calling all my aunts, everyone. And I think it's important for men to to understand that, too, and kind of just normalize it so they know what, you know, you need to learn the woman because you have to pleasure her as well. So half of these men don't know shit. So we need to teach them. We could do a whole other podcast episode on that. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. That would be fun. I love it. I love it. So... Yeah. I mean, it really starts with us and like, you know, imagine saving yourself 15 plus years or more of agony and pain. I will say, I mean, since we're talking about it and you know, it's just us girls here, since I started using a diva cup, I stopped using tampons. Like my cycles are so much lighter and easier now because I don't, I'm not using tampons. You love it. I mean, it's, um, it definitely takes some getting used to in the beginning, but it's way more convenient. And 
I will say, like, like I said, my cycle is much shorter and much lighter. It used to be super heavy. I used to have polyps that I think caused my cycles to be really just really, really challenging. Yeah. But now, yeah, they're like super light. I'm, you know, I get cramps. I'm like, I'm good. I'm good. I got my moon cup. I'm good sometimes too with the tampons you get that you know it's something going in in your body you you obviously have all the toxins from whatever the tampon is made from but we don't get to fully bleed out so we'll have that brown blood that stays for a few days when it doesn't need to so yeah that's so gross benefit i know like, we're I, about, like <laughs> <laughs> but i mean it's true it's like this is yeah. that the idea of like like yeah anyway we'll well uh we're normalizing this conversation <laughs> no it's fine we, we got to talk about this stuff like i just said like yeah, you got to think about it. It's the natural flow of things. And if you're like literally plugged up, like it can't flow out and that can't be healthy for you know your up. uterus. Right. Exactly. So if women are feeling like, I'm sure there's going to be a million questions, you know, like, how do I heal this? What about that? I want to get pregnant. I'm already pregnant. I just had a baby. Like, can I, like, how do I tighten everything up? You know, what do I do? Um, I actually sidebar. I had a conversation with another woman. Her name's Haley. And we were talking about orgasmic birthing. Is this a thing? Oh, it's a thing. I okay, want to do talk that about it. Day. You want to do like, I want another baby just so I can have <laughs> orgasms when I yeah. get Okay. So how, like, so this like mystical experience seems almost too good to be true, but it's, this is a real thing, right? Yeah. So I haven't experienced it or know anyone that has, I would love to find somebody with more information, but I think the theory behind it is you come into this world how, how you were created, I hope, is from an orgasm. So when you're coming out, um, you want to experience that same thing. And it just gives you bliss. And I know that women that have had that natural birth, they release all those um, good endorphins. And, and they really feel high and just in a beautiful space when they're giving birth. And that's mm. how it should be. And right. we should normalize that. So I'm seeing a connection on both ends now. Right. And this work that you're do that you're doing is so important because you're literally are waking women up to their power and you're waking them up to like the divine gift that they've been given as being a woman is the ability to create like the highest frequency, like life. Right. And I'm seeing like this, like both sides of this, right. On the one side of the importance as a, for a woman to like literally tap in to heal whatever trauma has happened through her womb, whether it's through like this experience of not knowing what her body is and not understanding her hormones and drugging and medicating herself to non-consensual sex and like all the things and trauma and whatever. So to heal all that, right? So that when the next generation comes in, we can educate, but also like to heal all of that so that when you do create life and you're on the other end of that, like birthing something brand new, like it is from a vibration of love and understanding and like true wholeness of the miracle of what we are here to create, which is love. And I can just see how beautiful it is like, okay, I need to heal my past in order to create space for my beautiful future, right? Um, and I, I was sharing this earlier in one of my communities today about this being in love, like this vibration of like, your love, I'm love, and together we're in love. The only way I could imagine what that would feel like is the moment you place your baby on your chest and it's just like pure love. Like I can't yes. even imagine how that must feel. I can't even explain it. And even after like, you know, um, 
for women that have babies, I, I remember when my baby was a few days old, I'd put him on my chest for skin to skin. I could feel my, my love out of coming out of my body and it going into his and it was like a little download and I would do that all the time just to give him some like love so I still do that but it's it wasn't as powerful as as those first few days mm, sure I mean it's true. yeah divine connection going back to I forgot to mention a little secret I don't know if everyone's ready for this but going back to creating and orgasms and stuff like that I saw I think we should probably a common post um Something that has been really working and fast is kind of pleasuring yourself to your goals and they just are created much faster. Wait, so I, explain. Tell me so, more. Okay. <laughs> I think if you haven't tried it, you should try it. So say you have a goal like you want to get this many clients instead of pleasuring yourself to, you know, like a man or a sexual mm. experience, you pleasure yourself to to that vision that you have and it just comes it manifests so much faster oh my gosh yeah like, well again it's like the <laughs> vibration of abundance and being open to receive and i've talked about this before on the podcast of like masculine feminine energy and like women like in the feminine like you don't have to be identifying as a woman to be in feminine energy right men have feminine energy as well but if we're going to talk about like like we're anatomically designed to receive, right? Mm -hmm. And when you think about abundance, abundance is all about being open to receive. And when you can vibrate at that frequency, like like frequencies attract like frequencies. I also would imagine that um, the, the moment of orgasm is how you actually connect into the parasympathetic nervous system. And it's one of the few times that um, you can do that, right? And so being able to manifest in that way is, I would imagine, very powerful. So yeah. is that how you manifested your new space? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> in the middle of a pandemic, I love it so much. I love it. Okay, so let's talk about, okay, I know that there are women that are probably saying to themselves, like, I want to have this connection with my child. I want to have a baby. I want to heal my womb. I want to like have these conversations with my daughter. How do I do that? And you've created something so needed and so unique. So can you talk a little bit more about the way that you serve women right now and the special container yeah. that you created? So I have two programs. One of them is very intense and and personal and I feel like I just want to open it up to clients that are very much willing to do the work and that's my womb wellness program it's a 12-week program and when we first start we do all the assessments in your your medical history because we have to put those two things together so my intention is to put eastern medicine with uh, western medicine because we do have all the knowledge and we do have all the resources so why not make it where it's not against each other. So and during that program, we have to look at where you are so that we can see where we're going with that. And we'll try different things like um, different supplements that you may need, or we start with something called the Dutch test, which that lets us know where your hormone issues are, if you have any, because I just can't go 
recommending supplements to somebody when I don't really know what's going on. And this gives you a tool so that you can empower yourself and bring this information to your doctor. So I'm kind of like your little womb coach that you have. You can ask all the questions and I'll let you know um, what I think and from what my research or if I'm in a space where I feel like I can't help you naturally then I'll have resources in uh, the medical field where I can recommend you to a specialist where they can give you medicine if you need it or further resources. So that's the womb wellness program. And the other program, I'm so excited. I just launched it. It's my uh, six week Nirvana mama program. And this is for expecting mamas. It's a six week program. Uh, once a week we meet via Zoom and we talk all things all things. We talk about how to live a more natural lifestyle. So that looks like me going over different topics every week to lead you to that space. And we start off with obviously diet, exercise, and environment. So getting rid of all the toxic chemicals in your home and introducing you to the research that says, hey, this toxic paint or this food is giving or predisposing your child to autism or just things like that, that we are not really taught and make a big difference. So that, um, where was I going with this? So that's with the, the six week program. Each week we do a different topic. And then after that, because it's so much information, I have a Instagram page called the Nirvana Mama and that's for members only. So once you sign up and you join the program, we have um, all resources, evidence-based recipes and you can continue to connect with other women. So the Zoom gives you an opportunity to learn to discuss things with me and to discuss your experiences with each other. And then after that, you also have one session where you can say, hey, I didn't feel comfortable with the group or I have further questions. I want my own little individual consult. So we'll do that as well. So that program is running now. It's still open. If you're interested in it, you could uh, email me at 425wellness at gmail.com and we can sign you up or discuss it further. And we'll make sure we link that in the show notes. It's just so, it's so amazing to see you own this space. So holy Jasmine, like I just want to acknowledge you and everything that you've grown through over the past year. I mean, you have faced many growth opportunities. We'll call it growth opportunities to evolve to where you are. And it's just been such a honor to witness and you really do champion for women. And I just want to acknowledge you. So thank you for the work that you're doing because it's so needed. It really is so needed. And, um, something that I want, I definitely want to touch on because you're very big on this. And I know you've experienced this firsthand being in the, in the wellness space is inclusivity in the wellness space and the cultural bar barriers that women of color, all people of color, but specifically women of, of color um, experience. So can you share a little bit more, like educate us a little bit more on what some of the facts are and what's happening right now? Well, it's, it's a lot. The fact is we, we don't feel comfortable or well, speaking from personal experience and those around me, we don't feel comfortable in the wellness space. And sometimes you like you you gave me permission to to get into that space and invest in myself and i think if i hadn't i wouldn't be where i am because a lot of people that are around me that have the same culture as me have the same mindset as me and we are we grew up you know it's a recession or whatever it is for you guys but we've always been like this and we've always had a poverty mindset so 
when I was going through so many things, I wanted to stop the program with you, but I realized you were like the only positive person in my circle at that time that I could express myself to and challenge my thoughts. So it's very important to have people that are allies that can show us. And then when you make it and you make it out of that poverty, I think you have a responsibility to go back and, and feed everybody else around you that you care about and really enlighten them. And at first I thought that meant lower my prices and not honor myself. And I noticed when you do that, people don't take you serious and they don't take themselves serious. So when you, you really, you know, this, I really think this, um, this service is priceless because you, you are coming from a service of love and you're teaching. But when you do set a price, you give people permission to say, okay, how can I prioritize so that I can get in that space? And I think it's important for people that are in the wellness space now to, to really, really help in any way that they can. Like, I just won a scholarship with uh, yoga medicine and, and it was specifically for uh, people of color and I'm so thankful for it. I just signed up. I didn't really know much about it. I knew I wanted to do yoga and it was involved with women in medicine. And this gave me an opportunity to connect with other women. And the truth is we don't have those examples. There's not a lot of us in that space. So you have to, it helps uh, level the playing field and really connect with everyone else and, and see like most of us came from, from trauma and reliving all these experiences on you know, Instagram and seeing that you know, the Black Lives Matter. We're not saying that all lives don't matter. We're saying our lives are, why should we say that our lives matter? You know, so it's not anything political, it's humanitarian. So I feel like if you're in the wellness space, you, you have a responsibility to do that work and, and you know, recognize your own biases and, and mine because um, going off this topic, I was, when I worked with you, I felt connected with you. I felt that we had something in common, but I also sometimes felt maybe she doesn't understand me. Maybe she doesn't understand these struggles that I'm going through because she looks like she, her life is beautiful. And a lot of times that scares us off. So just having like compassion and understanding that everyone comes from different backgrounds, but we're all connected. Thank you so much for, for sharing that. And it's true, you know, I think as, um, you know, I'll just use the word light worker. Yeah. Sometimes we, uh, we have ignorance that we don't even know is there until something like George Floyd or Black Lives Matter comes forward to shift our perspective. It's like once you learn something, you can't unlearn it. Or once you mm -hmm. see something, you can't unsee it, right? And I know for me, I've, I've talked about this before, is that I've never seen color. Like I don't look at you and see the trauma that you've been through. I see you as a light being. I see you as a human being. And that's a beautiful thing. And also part of the problem is that by not recognizing you as a woman of color, I don't recognize the road that you've walked to get to where you are. So my ability as a coach or a leader is limited because I'm only looking through one lens. And even though that lens is rooted in intentional love, it's still ignorant, right? And so I love that you shared that because it brings to light the un unintended consequences of, we'll call it blissful ignorance, where you know, you're not acting in a way of intentional harm or intentional prejudice, 
but the things that you're unaware of can actually cause even more harm than the things that you are aware of. So i just, again, want to acknowledge you for always using your platform to share your truth um, and being willing to have those conversations. I know we've chatted a little bit in the DMs here and there too. And just even you sharing this now, I think is so beautiful and I'm grateful for it. And yeah, I think, I think we all have a responsibility to humanitarian, I can't ever say that word, right? To human rights, we'll just say that. <laughs> and that all lives do matter. And when you look at the statistics and you see that a subset of human lives are disproportionately um, disadvantaged, it's a global responsibility and collective to help raise the vibration of those that have yes. been systemically, their vibration has been lowered. So thank you for that. Thank you. And I do, I want to point out two things that, um, you know, getting more into this work and how I told you, I didn't really know much about meditation, but I, I was tuning into my intuition, you know, that is in our roots. A lot of light workers do sage and, and, you know, read cards and all those things that comes from our culture and we haven't been able to really acknowledge it. And we were taught that that's like voodoo and it's bad, but a lot of people are marketing and profiting off of these things. So it's important to speak to your elders and, and see where mm -hmm. you came from and also acknowledge where, where um, your modalities came mm -hmm. from as well. Yeah, you're so right. There's so many we could talk, we could do a whole other <laughs> podcast episode on like the plant medicine community and where these rituals actually come from. And people, I don't even think most people even know that most of them are actually, you know, African, like an African culture or teachers or from different tribes, indigenous tribes from not South America, but they're actually from Africa. So I'm, I'm grateful that you share that. I think we could, we could totally Go jam on, on a whole other <laughs> podcast episode. Maybe we'll do a, a part two of this, but, um, so an intention that I had set early on, and I'm really grateful that you brought this up was the idea of scholarships. And it's very important to me that not only do I provide a platform for you to get your message out there, because it's so important, I, I believe it wholeheartedly, <laughs> but to bring more women into your light and to give them access. So I would love to do some scholarships um, for our listeners, um, for the Nirvana Mama, I want to sponsor two women of color, of color. So what we can do is we can have them, I'm going to let you choose. Okay. So, um, we'll have them slide in your DM or apply or email you however they choose. And then I'll let you, you pick the two women and I will, I will sponsor them for your, for your program. That is so beautiful. Thank you. And mm. thank you for using your gift to you don't know. Just thank you for using your gifts and being you. I love you. Likewise. I love you. And <laughs> I fully receive that. And I send it back. I believe so much in you and the work that you're doing. And I just know that more women need access to what you have. So Jasmine, I love you. Thank you so much for being here. Last question. Are you ready? And I want you to, I want you to go deep on this one. Okay. What, ready? <laughs> what are you celebrating right now? I am celebrating putting myself first. Mm. And you know, that goes deep because we talk about self care and we think it's your hair and your makeup and all these things, but self care is doing the healing work and digging deep in and recognizing your triggers and knowing that you're not perfect and realizing that everyone you meet and you talk to and the way that you perceive things is a reflection of you. 
Um, so that is a part of self-care. And also as a mom, putting yourself first, like for, for me, fitness is so important because it helps me transition into, as I elevate, it, it helps me. The more I move my body, the more I get negative energy out and see my body transform is important for me. So when you put yourself first, you find somebody to watch your child or you do fitness with your child or whatever it is. And also setting those healthy boundaries and saying no and honoring when that first thought is no, ask yourself, why is it no? So if it is no, stick with your guns and people will, you will give people the permission to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. And it won't be as much resentment. Speaking my language. I love it. Well, I'm celebrating you and all that you stand for. And you guys, if you loved this episode, please make sure you share it. Tag Jasmine on Instagram. Tag me. Share it with a woman who needs to hear this. Thank you so much. Thank you. you. All right, guys, until the next episode, live your boldly courageous life. Bye, guys. Thank you so much for living your boldly courageous life with me today. I am beyond grateful for you and this amazing community we are building together. It is truly my mission to get this message out into the world and empower others to fully step into the life they've always dreamed of. I would be incredibly grateful if you would join me in this mission by sharing this episode with your friends and heading over to iTunes and leaving me a five-star review. And until the next episode, remember to live your boldly courageous life.